were children of senior officials and employees of the Ryogyang Hotel. The unfinished 105-story skyscraper in the heart of Pyongyang. Potential restaurant staff are rigorously screened and selected based on their family and personal history. Only the most loyal, low-risk, and beautiful women can be servers. And in most cases, their families must pay bribes for them to get the job. Leaving the country is another bonus. Outside of state-sponsored work, getting a passport can be next to impossible. The usual bribe can cost upward of $3,000. But in recent months, the job has become a lot less glamorous. North Korean restaurants have lost Chinese and South Korean customers after Pyongyang's latest round of nuclear tests in April. Seoul urged South Koreans to avoid these restaurants when traveling in Asia. Meanwhile, China's anti-hedonism rules, which curtail extravagant spending by government officials, have kept them away from pricey North Korean establishments. Yet even as their restaurants are failing, restaurant managers feel the pressure to keep sending money to Pyongyang. As a result, most managers force their employees to work longer hours for less pay. In some cases, according to Daily NK, restaurants in Dandong, China, have suspended employee salaries entirely. This once glamorous job is now fraught with stress, leading some workers to risk capture, repatriation, and even death as they attempt to defect. Beyond the most recent wave of escapes, in 2000 and 2007, at least two separate restaurants in China were shut down after workers attempted to flee. Escaping from one of North Korea's state-run enterprises is no easy feat. North Korean laborers receive special passports that allow them to work abroad, but these are confiscated by their managers to prevent individuals from leaving whichever country they work in. In the two most recent cases, however, Chinese officials suggest that the workers left the country with valid travel documents. The workers were somehow able to reclaim their passports and then obtain Thai tourist visas at the country's embassy in Beijing. The first group escaped with their manager, meaning they might have gotten their passports from him. According to the allegations made by the regime, the second group received assistance from two South Koreans and one North Korean. Once in Thailand, the workers approached the South Korean embassy in Bangkok to ask for asylum. It is still unclear why the workers weren't stopped at the border. Chinese immigration officers receive instructions not to allow North Korean laborers to leave the country. Even if these officials did not know the rule when the first set of defectors left in April, they definitely would have by the time the second group crossed the border in May. And China is not known for lax border security. Chinese immigration authorities are well acquainted with the limitations of North Korean passports. They know that Pyongyang forbids anyone from traveling without government approval. Kim Tae-san, a North Korean defector, said, Every time I entered another country, immigration officials checked my passport, as if I was possessing a fake one. North Korean passport holders are meticulously inspected. In fact, China tracks down, arrests, and repatriates thousands of North Koreans every year. It is either because of Chinese indifference or commission that the defectors got free. According to South Korea's Ministry of Unification, the two defections share many similarities. 
Both the April and May groups appear to have simply walked out of their workplace, trekking to a third country on their way to South Korea. This would have been unthinkable in the past, and marks the first two known attempts at such brazen behavior. To be certain, other North Koreans have left their foreign restaurants in the past. But in those cases, Chinese officials did all they could to bring the workers back to the North Korean government. For its part, Beijing noted that these people all had valid identity documents with them and exited the Chinese border in accordance with law. They are not DPRK citizens who illegally entered the Chinese territory. We always properly deal with this issue in compliance with international laws, domestic laws, and humanitarian principles. To explain China's sudden penchant for playing by visa rules, it is worth remembering that Beijing's power to influence Pyongyang is not as strong as it once was. After North Korea's third nuclear...